on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield, Aggie football has been brought to you by Sports Academy and Racquet Club. Your club, your results, your life. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Ford, go further. ARS, clean up, restore, rebuild. And by Stokes, Stokes Trucking. Doing the right thing since 1979. Welcome to Aggie Postgame. All right, final from Logan. Utah State loses to BYU 34-20. Aggies able to cut it to a one-possession game, 27-20, until Tyler Algier ripped off a 67-and-a-half-yard run. Marked down at the half-yard line. He's able to punch it in from there. And uh, But tell you what, as we talk about improvements from year to year, Utah State, I think, can hang their head pretty high after uh, starting the season three and two, after beating Air Force, Washington State, North Dakota. They have dropped back-to-back games to Air, or excuse me, to Boise State and BYU, arguably the two toughest teams on their schedule. Much needed by bye week. Hopefully, we'll get some good news regarding Logan Bonner. Um, but. Uh, yeah, the schedule really opens up two weeks as Utah State heads to UNLV. I agree, and you're right. The bye week is going to be absolutely critical, and it'll be really interesting to see how these kids respond after back-to-back weeks of disappointing performances. You know, I, although tonight they performed at a, at a higher level than they did a week ago against Boise State, the effort is there, the energy is there. There's a few small things to still clean up, things like an offside penalty on the opening play of the game where you had an 11-yard sack on a fumble, an opportunity to make tackles in holes, an opportunity to make tackles in space. And the biggest play of the game, you get it to a one-score game, and Tyler Algier rips off the 67-yarder. And Algier finishes 22 carries, 208 yards, and three touchdowns. Really the difference maker here tonight, especially when Baylor Romney goes down at the end of the first half, and Jacob Conover, the freshman, comes in. They really turn to the running game at that point, and Tyler Algier was, was really the difference maker. To me, though, the biggest thing, uh, Utah State had three possessions after three three and outs for BYU. Um, first one was a three and out. The second one, I believe they got all the way down to, what, the 32, but couldn't convert on the fourth and one. Had to punt on the third three and out. That's when BYU goes down, kicks a field goal, uh, and, yep. and kicks a field goal. Yeah, you're right. That's right. And then, um, But those were three opportunities, and, and, and that, uh, BYU was reeling a bit offensively. And the Aggies couldn't take advantage of it. Agreed. And I, I had forgotten about that fourth down stop in the third quarter. That was a huge, huge play, too. Remember, they, they got it to third and two, and they ran Logan Bonner for one yard. Fourth and one, and they ran it to John Gentry, who really is not your power guy. You know, that's probably a, a run that you want Calvin Tyler or Eleon Noah to, to take. But they were unable to get it, and that could have got it to a one-score game in that particular possession as well. BYU goes back up two scores. Utah State keeps battling, keeps fighting, goes on a 90-yard, 14-play drive to get it in the end zone on a a beautiful 28-yard touchdown catch from uh, Devin Tompkins from Logan Bonner, and they got it to 27-20. But immediately, right off the bat, Tyler Algier Algier rips off the 67-yarder. And uh, that followed an interesting kickoff that they kicked it to the sideline, as you recall, instead of kicking it into the end zone. And so BYU gets great field position, which, by the way, another huge factor in this second half. Just backed up field position-wise all night long, and uh, especially in that second half. And uh, BYU is just good. 
fundamentally sound yeah. across the board, make no mistakes, protect the football, and rally to the football and defense. Only gave up 336 yards of offense tonight. BYU 466 yards of total offense, 245 through the air, 221 on the ground. Uh, overall tonight, uh, third downs, BYU 6 of 11. Oh, they started 4 for 4 on third down, so uh, they were 2 of uh, 7 after that. Uh, Utah State 11 of 21 on third down tonight, and a lot of those were third and longs in this game. And they just kept battling, and they were able to convert. Uh, you know, Derek Wright made a couple of big catches. He came up with five catches for 52 yards in this game. Brandon Bowling had a couple, four for 60. He had Devin Tompkins again, nine catches for 125 yards and a touchdown. Kyle Van Leeuwen came to play tonight and had a chance to, to get some action. Three catches for 28 yards. Uh, Justin McGriff, in my mind, he was a key tonight. Just not strong enough going up with two hands to try to snag footballs across the middle. The, the fade route down the far sideline. Did get the one catch for the touchdown in, the, in that first half. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was in the first half, yeah. wasn't it? But uh, he's got to be stronger trying to compete for the football. We saw him do it in the fourth quarter on a little slant route to get a first down catch. We need to see more of that out of him. But again, tonight only 22 yards on the ground. Coming in averaging over 200 on the season. 35 carries for only 22 yards tonight. You know, it's funny. Both teams, um, well, BYU had nine TFLs in this game. Utah State ends up in double digits getting 10 TFLs in this game. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. We'll continue on with your postgame show live here at Maverick Stadium as the Aggies get to three or uh, fall to three and two on the season. Tonight's game brought to you by America First, Utah's number one credit union. Whatever your individual financial goals are, America First has products, tools, and services to help you go all the way. Join the winning team today at your neighborhood branch or at AmericaFirst.com. Nine catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown for our next guest, Devin Tompkins, joining us here on the postgame show. Devin, you've been in this game a couple times. You know how physical, you know how nasty it can get. Uh, I know this is a tough loss for you, but uh, offense started to get it going there in the third quarter and into the fourth quarter as well. What were you able to do to try to generate some offense there in the uh, in, in the second half? Um, really, we just believed, you know, we just kept on telling ourselves we're still in this game. And, you know, from the scoreboard, we were still in the game, 13-24, so... We just played hard like we know how to do, you know, play 60 minutes of football. That's all we know how to do. Curious, DT, were they doing anything out there that differently than what you had seen on film during the course of the week? Nah, nothing at all. They gave us everything that we wanted. Uh, man coverage, cover two, a little bit of cover three sometimes. So it was everything that we knew they were going to do. When you uh, you had some opportunities out there and it felt like uh, you guys were getting it going in the second half, um, what was it that BYU – I mean, I, what was it that kind of got that offense cooking a little bit? Because it seemed like first half was a bit of a struggle, uh, but then the passing game really opened up for you. What did you see there in the second half? Um, just all the all the things that were available to us in the first half. You know, we just came – like the OC Coach Tucker came down, you know, telling us what he saw out there, and then we saw the same exact thing. So we just wanted to execute whatever he saw, and that's what we did. DT, I – Obviously, a 3-0 start to, to get off to that good start and back-to-back uh, -back losses now. What, what's the message in the locker room, and, and how are you guys responding? Take over the conference. That's all we can do, you know. Lost one one big one to Boise, but just went out the rest of these games and then see whatever uh, God has for us after this. 
Um, any worries about uh, this team and the morale of this team? Because I know you guys have, have handled a lot. You're a resilient team. You, you anticipate you guys will bounce back nicely? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, we got a lot of work to do, especially with this bye week. You know, gives us time to get the people that are beat up a little bit, some, uh, you know, get them get them back healthy and everything, get them back on the field. And there's just so much more work that we need to do. You know, that's all that this game showed us. And the Boise State game is just we got a lot to clean up. Uh, two questions for you, DT. You, you mentioned the bye week, and, I, and I've got to believe that that bye week may come at a good time to get some guys healthy. Do you agree? Oh, yeah, definitely, for sure. You know, we just – it's five games straight, you know. We're beat. We're, we're a little sore right now, so – you know, it'd be good for us to get our bodies back together and, you know, go out here on the week after and play UNLV and get us another W under our belt. And and the second question is, uh, you know, it, it feels like there's maybe just small little things that uh, that are that are all not right. quite clicking all the way. Is that what you see as well? Just the, the the minute details that can make the difference in being successful or not? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's those little itty-bitty-bitty bitty details, you know, like just the little things. You know, we shoot our – one thing we have a problem with is shooting ourselves in the foot on offense sometimes, you know, whether it's penalties or fumbles or interceptions, things of that nature. So just got to clean up the little minor details. And I think we'll be, you know, and we'll be just fine, you know, playing great football. BYU's just a good team. Do you feel like over the last, you know, two or three weeks the teams are defending you a little bit differently than maybe at the first of the season? Um – not not necessarily. I mean, from my end, I don't really feel like they are. You know, I feel like, you know, same thing, cover one sometimes, cover two, depending on how they play. Sometimes they'll have a person outside or inside bracket me a little bit. But, you know, those are things that we can defeat with our offense all day. Talk about your touchdown catch. Uh, it looked like a little bit of an inside fade route, and uh, you got the step. Oh, yeah, it was a slam go. I saw him bite just a little bit that I needed and shot straight back to the back pylon. That's what we worked on all week in practice. You don't need much. When you see a guy kind of slip for a second, you kind of smile at yourself like, I got him. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, that, that makes me that makes me light up every time. When I see him just take that little step inside, that's all I need. Do you enjoy, DT, the, the physical nature of this game in terms of, you know, making those contested catches? I remember one down the sideline where you're on a go route and, and the, the, as you're going to the field, the, the defender was able to kind of knock the ball out. But you've got, I mean, for not being very big, you are one of the toughest sons of guns we've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I play. I, you know, I got I got a lot I'm playing for right now. You know, my kids, my mother, everybody back at home. You know, there's a lot of people that actually depend on me. So, you know, I'm not just playing for you know Utah State at the end of the day. I'm playing for my last name and everything that comes with it. You know, one thing, and this is you know, I I, I don't get a chance to go to a lot of practices, but just seeing your demeanor on the sideline, how you handle yourself inside the huddle, it feels like you've really developed into a leader on this team. Is that a role that you've embraced and and you've yeah. enjoyed because? You're kind of the hype man over on the sideline. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, I, I, I just, I love this, this atmosphere. I love this team, you know, and, um, you know, I, I know that I'm a, I'm a big time player, you know, for this team. So I know if they, if my teammates see me up and you know, upbeat and feeling good and everything and hype, that'll get them hype and stuff like that. So I just want to keep my energy good on the sidelines. It was good to see your mate Kyle Van Leeuwen get out there and get a few catches tonight. And obviously, oh, yeah. Brandon, your inside receiving game is just really magical. Oh, yeah, definitely, you know, especially getting Kyle out there. You know, he's he's a person that, you know, definitely in the first three games or the first four games definitely could have got him some more, uh, you know, playing time. And that was the that was definitely the um, the goal this weekend. As you can see, he he's uncoverable. Yeah. Uh, any plans for the bye week? You just hanging out here in Logan? Are you going to be able to get home a bit? Uh, no, I'm going to stay out here in Logan, chill with my son, and just get ready, you know, for this week after. Just get this taste out of my mouth, these two losses, and, you know, just keep on finishing out the season. Well, we appreciate it. Thanks, DT. Thank you guys so much.
Devin Tompkins right here. Uh, big night for him again. Nine catches, 125 yards, and a score. He's uncoverable. I mean, because he's willing to go across the middle. He's willing to go up and make the contested catch. He's willing to go deep. He's willing to run fly sweeps. He's willing to be your leader out there. And I would love to see the rest of his teammates take his his same demeanor, especially a guy like Justin McGriff that goes and says, I'm going to go take that football. Because if at 6'6", six, six, Justin McGriff could do that, where DT does it at five foot eight or five foot nine, uh, boy, that it would be an amazing kind of progression. Career high in tackles tonight for Marcus Moore. Ended up with eight tackles as well as uh, two TFLs and a quarterback hurry tonight. Um, he joins us now. Marcus, how are you? I'm doing fine to yourself. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Hey, appreciate you joining us. I know it was a tough loss. Uh, a lot of uh, that. That's a really good offensive line you went up against. That's a couple of really good running backs you went up against. Uh, talk about this defense and how you guys felt like you did tonight. Uh, you know, I think we, uh, you know, we left some some plays out there on the field. Uh, I think that you know we lacked the execution at times, uh, and it definitely showed. Talk a little bit more about that, Marcus. It feels like just a couple of little things here and there. For example, the, the opening play of the game, an offsides penalty, and they, they snap it over the quarterback's head. That could have been a big play. Just little things like that. That uh, Do you feel like you're just right there that if you can clean some of those things up, you've got a chance to be more successful? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's the little things that matter. Um, the, you know, the, the small things add up to the big things, you know. Uh, once we get that taken care of, I think we'll be a great team. When you look overall at the way you play tonight, uh, obviously you had some big, uh, big tackles. You had some big moments in this game. How do you feel like your game's coming along as the seasons progress this year? Um, ultimately, um, you know, I'm happy with. Um, I mean, I, I think I could be doing better. Honestly, um, it's a team sport. I'm, I'm just, you know, excited to be out there with my teammates and whatnot. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> How, how tough was it to, to try to corral 25 out there tonight, Tyler Algier? Um, I mean, I think it showed for itself, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but I do think that, you know, he was definitely a person that could have been stopped. What, uh, I mean, I guess from, from your perspective uh, and this team, I mean, football is a very physical sport. A lot of guys are banged up. Is this bye week coming at a really good time for you guys? Uh, yes, most definitely. You know, we've been playing games. Uh, what have we played? Five games now. Um, definitely could, you know, use this uh, week for recovery. A lot of guys, you know, banged up and whatnot. Uh, it's going to be a great week for us to get to get our uh, get our legs back and whatnot. So after starting the season 3-0 and losing back-to-back, -back, uh, what was the message in the locker room, and, and how do you feel like you guys are responding? Ultimately, you know, it's – like I said, it's just we got to execute, you know, the little things. We got to fix those little things. That's ultimately what it comes down to um, in terms of, you know, um, our effort and everything else is there. You just got to focus on the little things in, in terms of our execution. You know, and I guess the, the feeling, too, is after this bye week, you've got a stretch of games where you're up against Mountain West Conference teams. Uh, it's teams that uh, you'll uh, you'll you know you'll probably be favored in a lot of those games as well. Uh, your goals are still ahead of you. Is that kind of the message in the locker room after a game like this? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know we're not gonna obviously we're gonna you know get back to it and uh, go over the things that we need to fix. And definitely the the next game is gonna be the next game, which means we got to prepare for it. That's where our mind is gonna be at when the time comes. How how electric was it out there tonight with this uh, full stadium and everybody in black? Oh, it was awesome. You know, the fans were fans were amazing tonight.
<laughs> well, hey, we appreciate your time, Marcus. Thanks for joining us, and look forward to catching up with you again here soon. Thank you for having me. You got it. Marcus Moore, again, career high in tackles tonight. He had eight. Hunter Reynolds actually led the team in tackles with nine tonight in this game. Justin Rice also with seven. Uh, Aggies with officially now 11 TFLs in this game. Yeah, and Hunter Reynolds had two of those, uh, two and a half of those, and now he's got ten tackles. Uh, so it <laughs> just oh wow, yeah, it just updated, just right updated now. right there. So uh, you know, five solos, a sack, a TFL, uh, really played a strong game, and thought the defense played very well in that second half. All right, joining us now, the head coach of the Utah State Aggies, Blake Anderson. Aggies dropped this one, thirty-four to twenty. Uh, coach, we talked to you at halftime. You felt like you'd, you're in the right place. You're doing good things. It's just tackling, and we're kind of holding you back and uh, kind of felt like that was also the theme in the second half as well. What was your perspective? Yeah, a little bit. I, I think so. We we had a couple we had a couple big mistakes that cost us. Thought when we got it to a seven-point game, you know, honestly in my head, we got it right where we wanted to be. Felt like uh, our conditioning was starting to show up. You could tell there was some fatigue setting in on their sideline. And uh, if we could get a stop, I, I really felt like the momentum had shifted shifted to us in a big way. Um, and, and that's where our guys have been all year and, and comfortable with that situation. But um, the big run, we, we literally, we were aligned wrong. We're trying to get aligned correctly, snap the ball. We end up out of two gaps. And the next thing you know, the dude's in the end zone. And just, just it's a mistake you can't make. It's a mistake you definitely can't make at that particular point in the game and at that point you got clock working against you basically in every every area obviously Bonner going down changed some things for us as well so um, frustrating uh, we played much better than we did a week ago a lot less mistakes than we had a week ago but still some costly ones in key key situations that uh, make it very tough to beat a team of that caliber that's that's a really good football team and they are they're playing good football so frustrating tonight in that sense Talk about uh, Logan. Where, where is he at? Uh, what was the, what happened on that play? You know, a hyperextended knee, uh, really awkward uh, as he's throwing the ball uh, and the hit happened there. Um, too early to tell exactly what that looks like. I think he's going to be okay. Don't know what kind of time frame that's going to be. Structurally, he tested okay, but we'll still get an MRI and really look. But it, it was awkward, and he, he could not return at that point. And, and luckily, we've got an open week to possibly get him get him healthy um we'll just have to wait and see i mean i mean logan bonner obviously but for the rest of your team this bye week seems like it couldn't come at a better time yeah a lot of physical football here our 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 schedule has been difficult some very physical teams big physical teams Uh, when you consider just the battles that we've had up front uh we we need this desperately we need to get fresh and and kind of reset our mind um and hope that as we go into the conference stretch that uh, we can be a little closer to uh, to full strength. We, we were missing a few guys tonight in, in, in key spots that, that we need back. And some guys that are playing need need to be fresh and healthy. And, and that's that's all this week's going to be about that and, and just making some corrections. Did you have a sense coming in, Coach, that, uh, you know, 35 carries for only 22 yards on the ground? Did you have a sense that it was going to be tough sledding uh, on the ground tonight? Or is that a little bit disappointing in, in, in the output there? Was disappointing. I'd like to have more, but we also felt like that our our advantage was our speed out in space, and we utilized that to move the ball when we did move it. Um, you know, and again, and, and battle to get ourselves back into uh, a one possession game, which is saying a lot against who we're playing. But 
They've not been easy for anybody to run the ball against. They're they're massive. They do a good job schematically, able to shed blocks, and I would have liked to have seen us run it a little bit better, but, but it doesn't surprise me that it was as big of a challenge as it was. Looking ahead, um, and you mentioned, you know, what you'll be doing during this uh, during this off week as well. But this has been a resilient team. They've handled a lot of adversity. Um, you, you get the sense in that locker room, this guy, this team's ready to respond and get back into Mountain West Conference play. It seems like uh, I do absolutely frustrated, disappointed, no doubt. This is a big game, and and you could you could feel the gravity of the week. I mean, these guys get it, and and I I could not. I mean, the, the crowd was amazing. This is. This is a, an unbelievable place, and it did not disappoint tonight, and, and our guys battled all the way through. I mean, they never gave up, never got down. Uh, they had the right attitudes coming out the field, the locker room, the body language, disappointment, which you would expect, but, man, this is, this is a group that's going to keep battling. There's a lot of good football ahead of us. There's a lot of games that we can win, and we're not out of anything. So uh, we'll uh, – We'll get them healthy and get them ready to go. I have zero doubt this this group will continue to work and continue to improve and play and win a lot of games down the stretch. You know, Coach, I it, it, per, perhaps that that drive in the uh, in the fourth quarter personified that. I mean, you're backed up starting at the ten. You have what four different reviews? Uh, just so much going on there, and including some stuff with uh, with some officials on the sideline that were I'm not sure what was going on there. But uh, you just kept battling through it, and then you get into the end zone, and get it to one score game. I mean, it, it sort of epitomizes the mentality of this team, I think. Yeah, that's who this group is, and I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't be more proud. I mean, I'm disappointed with the mistakes and disappointed with the loss, but I'm not disappointed in the guys. I mean, this is a group that I think. Probably 99% of the country has said we'd be 1-4 right now. We're sitting here at 3-2, and two, and we just battled the number 13 team in the country to a one-possession game late and uh, and battled back because we were down early. This group will battle. They will fight. They will work. They are positive. They care about each other. We're getting better. We didn't win tonight, but if if, if I'm a Utah State fan right now, I look at this team and I'm like, man, I ain't missing a snap. I, I love this group, and, and this is going to be a lot of fun as we continue to develop this group. And we're going to recruit and develop for the future. This 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 rivalry, this game, it's going to be a little bit different for the boys in Provo in the future, I can promise you. Right now we're a little bit down, we're a little bit outmanned, but that will not stay that way. We we will recruit and develop. This is going to be a fun game in the future, and we're going to make them earn everything they get. Speaking of that, is this a big week, uh, that bye week? Is that a big week for recruiting for you guys? It is. It is. I mean, it's an opportunity to get out and go see some guys. We really haven't had that uh, chance to this point. It's uh, an opportunity to maybe make some final decisions on guys, get a chance to see them in person, maybe get to see them play. But uh, honestly, mainly this this week is about refreshing uh, both coaches and players. Just kind of, we haven't had a break in quite a while. We've been grinding it hard. Refresh, regroup, uh, tendencies, and self scout, and making sure as we do get into heavy dose of conference play that, that we um, were able to uh, make sure we go into it fresh, both physically and then mentally and, and schematically, make sure that we're on the right page as well. You know, I was going to ask you about that, Coach. Uh, you, you do now get into the heavy part of the of the conference schedule and a lot to play for still. And so I, I got to believe that uh, the message out there is, hey, all right, we got these first five down. A lot of people did think one and four or, you know, maybe you could get to two and three, but you're three and two and you still got – a really good chance to win this side of the division. So, you know, you keep that one game at a time mentality, and, and I got to believe that that's really the message is, hey, we got a long way to go here, and we got a lot of good stuff in front of us. Yeah, just super proud and 
encouraging these guys to keep working and build them up, get them healthy, and let's roll. And one, one week at a time, just try to play better ball. If we just keep improving, just the improvements from last week, we just keep improving. Uh, there's a ton left to play for with this group, and they're a fun group to be around. So this, uh, this comes at a good time. But uh, we come out of this, and, and we, we go to work, and let's just see where this thing lands. I'm, I could not be more proud about where we're at with year one, new staff, new schemes, new people. Uh, this, is, um, th- th- this is a lot to build on. Coach, appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us, and I uh, look forward to catching him again here soon. Thanks, guys. You got it. That is Blake Anderson, head coach at Utah State. Uh, I love that quote. If you're an Aggie fan, you love hearing that quote. Um, what did he say, the boys in Provo? And he said, hey, look, we're down now, but we're, we're building this. Get us some recruits. I'm going to, Eric, you pull that quote. Yeah, I'd like to hear I, that I, one one more time. We're going to hear that when we come back. Uh, is Utah State drops this game to BYU 34-20. to 20. That's a man who's uh, played his first game in the rivalry and wants to go again here very soon. Absolutely, and, <laughs> and not afraid of it. Staker Parsons is hiring for all types of positions like laborers, heavy equipment operators, managers, and office staff. They have over 100 locations around the state and in Idaho. Apply today at Staker Parsons, uh, StakerParsonCareers.com. We continue on with your post-game show next. You're listening to Aggie Football from Learfield. Final in this one, 34-20. BYU gets the victory over Utah State. Discount Tires has locations in Logan, Providence, and Smithfield. Discount Tires offers services such as oil changes, emissions, alignments, car maintenance, and more. More information is available at webtires.net. Interesting, Scotty. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with uh, Baylor Romney. Jaron Hall probably should be able to come back I would next think week so, yeah. against Boise State. But Baylor Romney tonight was 15 of 19 for 187 yards and a touchdown. He was very good when he was out there. I, they had four out of five uh, possessions with scores in the first half. The only one that they didn't have was the missed field goal in the last play of the first half. So, uh, you know, he's very e- efficient and effective out there. Uh, I really was interested that Utah State went away from Elelian Noah. As you recall in the second quarter, when they went on their scoring drive that ended with a Justin McGriff touchdown, El Elion carried it six times for 17 yards, and he ended with six carries for 17 yards. He was really the one guy that could get you some of those tough yards when you needed it most. He might have been the right guy on the fourth down in that third quarter instead of John Gentry, who's not quite as forceful in carrying the football. So it'll be interesting to see as you go back and self-scout and you get yourself into, into key positions, who are going to be your playmakers on certain downs and distances? And perhaps El Elyon Noah may be one of those guys. Valley Office Systems has been a proud partner of Utah State Athletics for eight years. See valleyofficesystems.com for all your copy, print, scan, and furniture needs. Um, overall, uh, in fact, I want to go back. Uh, here's that Blake Anderson quote. And I want you, if you missed this, I thought this was a really great great quote from a guy who, and he's talked about the fact that at Arkansas State, they never really had a rivalry Arkansas would never play him, and so they never really had a rivalry. Well, now he steps into Logan. He gets talked to immediately about the BYU game, and uh, I think that he's ready to uh, continue having some fun with this series. Yeah, that's who this, this group is, and I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't be more proud. I mean, I'm disappointed with the mistakes and disappointed with the loss, but I'm not disappointed in the guys. I mean, this is a group that I think. Probably 99% of the country has said we'd be one and four right now. We're sitting here at three and two, 
and we just battled the number 13 team in the country to a one-possession game late and uh, and battled back because we were down early. This group will battle. They will fight. They will work. They are positive. They care about each other. We're getting better. We didn't win tonight, but if if, if I'm a Utah State fan right now, I look at this team and I'm like, man, I ain't missing a snap. I, I, I love this group, and, and this is going to be a lot of fun as we continue to develop this group. And we're going to recruit and develop for the future. This 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 rivalry, this game, it's going to be a little bit different for the boys in Provo in the future, I can promise you. Right now, we're a little bit down. We're a little bit outmanned, but that will not stay that way. We we will recruit and develop. It's going to be a fun game in the future, and we're going to make them earn everything they get. Amen. If you're an Aggie fan, you love hearing that. Absolutely. And uh, you know what? They're not that far away. No. I mean, even tonight – a little bit outmanned. Uh, you can, I mean, look, we, we can be honest. You can tell the difference. For sure. Uh, th- that especially in the, in the trenches. Exactly. Yeah, you can t- you can tell the difference. It, it didn't feel like the Boise State game, which actually ended up being a larger point spread, didn't feel like there was a huge talent or physicality discrepancy. Tonight you felt that at times in this game, but yet the game was closer than that Boise State game. And partially because they had 11 TFLs. Yeah. I mean, you know, as much as Tyler Algier ran – for 218 yards on 22 carries, uh, they still got 11 TFLs. They got in the backfield. They were disruptive. That, but that offensive line was down two of their best players too, though. And still, they were able to dominate a little bit at the line of scrimmage. So still a ways to go in the trenches. And that's where Utah State has been focusing heavily in their in-state recruiting. And they're winning some of those battles. When you look at the recruiting services, you know, Mount West Conference rankings, one or two, depending on the service that you're talking to. And much of that is in the offensive and defensive fronts, and much of that is in the state of Utah bringing some of those kids in. So as he talks about, that's where we're going to build, that's where we're going to develop. And what did he say? We're going to give those boys in Provo a run for their money, something like that. Amazing quote from a first-year head coach that says, I want to keep playing this rivalry game, and that's exactly what it is, a rivalry. Final 34 to 20. Uh, time for your drive of the game. Uh, Got to be that 90-yard touchdown drive to cut it to 27 to 20. They had a couple of big long drives. They had, but that one was it was such a great drive. 14 plays. They had an 18-play drive in the first half. Yeah, remember that where they had a, a bunch of third-down conversions and then ended it with a, a, a touchdown pass to uh, to Justin McGriff. But that 14-play, 90-yard drive. There were three reviews during the drive. There was all sorts of adversity during the drive, and then it ended with a 28-yard touchdown pass from Logan Bonner to Devin Tompkins to cut it to a one-score game. Absolutely, that was the drive of the game. Drive of the game brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships and time for our player of the game and uh, I think this is a pretty easy one Devin Tompkins was just incredible tonight nine catches 125 yards one score on the season so uh, let's see came into this game uh, with 29 so that puts him at 38 catches mm. and uh, let's see that'll put him at 600 and uh, about 640 yards and yeah, what five, four Reynolds touchdowns two of those uh, two and a half of those and now he's got wow I hit double Kevin. Was awesome. I repeating myself? Uh, you know, five solos, a sack. Uh, there I go again. There you go again. Uh, really played a strong <laughs> game. and So, there you go. <laughs> so, Hunter Reynolds did play a strong game. He, uh, he ended with, uh, what, ten tackles in the game tonight? Nine tackles. So, it's going back and forth on the official stats. Uh, and had played a very strong game at that safety position. The Aggies down a couple of guys. We did, never did see Zahadri Jackson. We did see Cash Gilliam. We didn't know if he would go tonight, but he, he ended up playing out there tonight and ended up with a, a handful of t- tackles, two on the night. Um, 
We saw the attrition starting to happen at the offensive line. The one position that Utah State cannot afford to lose people. And we didn't see Chandler Dolphin. And in the second half, Pulealo went out at center. So they moved Mick Aliafua. And I can't remember the number of times you said another low snap. Yeah. And so that's something they'll have to work on if Mick Aliafua is going to be the center. That uh, going forward for a little while, they're going to have to work on that. Wade Meacham came in at the guard position. And they were able to hold their own but not overpower, especially in the running game where they only got 22 yards on 35 carries tonight. So, Devin Tompkins, your Everlight Solar of the game. Uh, Devin Tompkins, big night tonight, as we mentioned, nine catches, 125 yards, your Everlight Solar player of the game. All right, final segment next. We'll wrap this thing up and uh, get you on your way. Fun one tonight, 34-20. BYU gets the victory over Utah State, but fun battle between these two teams. Hopefully – uh, this series continues on. There will be some questions as BYU transitions in the Big 12. Will they play eight games or nine conference games? That will certainly have an impact. But anybody who was here tonight can't tell me you didn't have a good time watching this thing. Uh, Aggies drop a tough one, 34-20, and you heard it all right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Final segment here on the post-game show. Aggies dropped this one, 34-20. Stokes Trucking doing the right thing since 1979. Check them out at stokestrucking.com. All right, Kevin, final thoughts on this one. Aggies dropped this one. But uh, three and two to start what we all believed was the murderer's row of the uh, of the start of the season. Now they get a bye week. And let's see here. You got UNLV on the road, Colorado State, and Hawaii at home. I don't want to jinx things, but Utah State will be favored in each and every one of those games. Um, you may be bowl eligible by the end of the month. Um, and then you play three out of the next four on the road in November at New Mexico State, at San Jose State, home against Wyoming, and then at New Mexico. But um, to to see – I mean, it's pretty easy to see three wins right there for sure. All winnable games. Yeah. Even at San Jose. I mean, frankly, San Jose State might be the outlier – but they've had some struggles. Utah State, bare minimum, is going to be favored in four, maybe five out of those six games. Absolutely. you got to believe you can go to New Mexico, maybe get a couple of wins as well. Um, you know, UNLV, although they played Fresno State tough last uh, last Friday night, you know, is, is off to a bit of a rocky start. So uh, all winnable games, including you get probably two of your tougher games, which are going to be Colorado State and Wyoming here at home. So that, that bodes well for this Aggie team. Got to stay healthy through the season, through the rest of the season. Logan Bonner hyperextended the knee. Can he get himself healthy and ready for that UNLV game? That'll be a key. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Coach mentioned, uh, just to revisit that statement, that uh, there was a hyperextension of the knee. Uh, they took him inside the tent. Now, they're, look, when you hear hyperextended, your immediate thought is ligament damage. Um, there are some on-field tests that you can do, some stress tests to that knee. Um, Mike Williams is one of the best out there. Coach said that, the on-field tests that they did looked good or looked okay uh, in terms of ligament damage. They will do an MRI tomorrow uh, to try to get a better look and get a better picture of what's going on in that knee. So until you get the results of that MRI, you really can't breathe easy. But uh, usually, and I want to be careful here, uh, usually Mike Williams and, and trainers can tell pretty quickly with some tests that they can do on the field as to whether or not there's significant damage ligament damage so the fact that those tests came back or those tests that were performed on the field looked good looked okay 
um, hopefully is a good sign that there's not a, a significant amount of structural damage there. Agreed, and and certainly he's going to got to be your guy going forward. Uh, you know, they wanted to get to that one quarterback system, and, and Bonner tonight was 21 of 41 for 276 yards, two touchdowns. He did have the, the interception on the first possession of the game. But uh, started to settle in in that second and third quarter, led that, that long scoring drive to get it to a 27-20 game, and he just felt like, okay, uh, we're right where we need to be, where we've been at, at uh, Washington State, at Air Force. We've got this right where we need to be within a score with about 10 minutes to go. But then it was Tyler Algier that ripped off the 67-yarder, got it into the end zone for his third touchdown of the game and, and really kind of put it away uh, late in the game. And so – uh, it's a good football team. I, I believe they're they're worthy of their number thirteen. Oh, ranking. no doubt. Yeah, yep. I really do, and they're they're just solid across the board. They don't make mistakes. They don't turn it over. They're solid on defense. They don't let you get big big plays on them. Although the Aggies got a couple of of uh, DT uh, longer uh, catches, a thirty two yard and the twenty eight yard touchdown pass, but uh, they're just solid across the board, and they'll be tough to beat all the way down the stretch. All right, you ready? Uh, you ready to bring your quarters? Have to do some damage down in Las Vegas. Sure. How about nickels? Are you a nickel guy? I'm a nickels guy. I don't touch the slot machines. Uh, slots don't... slots are for suckers. Ooh. So are you more of a lay some cash down on some cards? Uh, I will. I play a little blackjack, but uh, find find me a poker room. Let's play a little uh, two four no limit Texas Hold'em. Let's have some fun. Are you a Vegas guy? Uh, in very small doses. I enjoy Vegas a great deal, but after day three, it's time to go home. So the Mountain West Conference basketball tournament's really fun, but then it's time to get out. But of But then there it's time to go. Yeah. And if you're you're down there for three days, that means you've won a few games, <laughs> and that's always nice. But it'll be a, a big time chance for this Utah State football team after a bye week, which comes at a beautiful time next week, yeah. to get healthy again. And uh, I got to believe that they'll go into that Allegiant Stadium, which will be fun to call a game in that yep. stadium. Uh, I have it, not been down there yet. I hear it's just immaculate. I have not either. So I'm really looking forward to that. And hopefully the Aggies can right themselves, get back on the winning track, and maybe lean, in, lean into their conference schedule, maybe getting a, a win and getting 2-1 two and, two and one in the conference schedule down in Las Vegas. Siegfried and Jensen can help you if you've been injured in an auto accident. They've been handling uh, injury cases and only injury cases for over 30 years. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you need and deserve an experienced law, law firm in your corner. They are here to help you well we are here to wrap up this broadcast 34 20 three and two to start the uh, season and the aggies get set for uh again a big bye week and then viva las vegas as the aggies try to uh, pick up their fourth win of the season uh, a lot of people to thank tonight uh ajay salveson uh absolutely killed it uh took this car wreck of a uh, broadcast and made something out of it <laughs> so big thanks to him and everything he's done to keep us on the air tonight uh, big shout-out to Doug Hoffman and his staff. Big thanks to Coach Blake Anderson, uh, Marcus Moore, as well as Devin Tompkins. And, uh, Kevin, you killed it as always, man. This was fun. Always great to do games with you, Scotty. They're not that far away, folks, from this BYU football team. And Blake Anderson just told us that. Hang on to your hats. They're going to compete in this series going down the road. 34-20 is the final. BYU gets the W over Utah State. Aggies will try to pick up win number four on the season coming up in two weeks. In Las Vegas, you've been listening to Aggie Football from Learfield.